0: To a brand new life, so I'm running this race for the. (laughs)
1: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) glory 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 jesus thank you for the springtime refreshment it feels like Mm. heavenly spring today yeah it's nice in the holy ghost spice garden of eden and we got a good feeling
2: Mm. holy 12 months and the variety of fruits springtime harvest we're coming up at the end of the month so for this month that we're in whether you're following your Gregorian calendar or uh, or you like the Jewish calendar your lunar calendars your solar calendars your heretical calendars and your kosher calendars and all what are the times and seasons of God for your life not just an external following, what something online is saying, some tradition of man. But why do those traditions of man exist from that which came down from above, a good and perfect gift, so that we could understand times and seasons, time to sow and a time to reap, And as we approach the end of this month ask yourself what have i been sowing into my spirit and into my soul this month take a look at your yesterday a few days ago the last couple of weeks the highs and the lows the things that you consumed that were healing to the soul the word of god the sharp double-edged sword circumcision maybe the things that you consumed that you know you should not have consumed that you should have not allowed to pass into your ears the gossip that you should not have entertained or listened to the images that you thought maybe in some false freedom i shouldn't i i did but i shouldn't have let them come into my eyes i should have protected the gates of my senses and feasted on those things above, with thought, mind, heart, body, and soul, that which would bear good fruit. So let all of those things that have been sown into the senses of the soul, of the spirit, of the flesh, within you. Anything that should not have been sown, the seeds of the enemy be burnt out by divine grace. That's the thing that changes when you go from under the sun to in the sun and above the sun, is that holy sunlight burns out the seed of the enemy. It's no longer the below the sun, you have a wheat and the tares, and you gotta be careful which one's gonna rip out the other one, but there's a greater discernment, because as you go up, you're approaching the origin Of discernment the origins of discernment the purity of wisdom throughout the layers of the soul and as we ascend through the layers of the soul God is granting us more of his wisdom celestial wisdom and practical wisdom to keep in repentance by bringing forth good fruit fruit from above and that fruit in your soul, in your spirit, will glorify your Father in heaven, your Father within you. You're preparing a tabernacle, all the Holy of Holies, the inner court and the outer court of your vessel, being purified, sanctified, being made holy, as your Father is holy, as the Son is holy, as the Holy Spirit within you is holy. A courtyard, an orchard, many fruits in your garden to be pleasing and good and acceptable and perfect fruit that lasts growing in you, you individually, you in the unique personality that God has created in you, not the facades of personalities we try to contrive or we fit to a a mold or a form or a standard based on the external experiences of the good things that really do come down from God, but that uniqueness that makes you uniquely you in your spirit, sanctified, crucified, resurrected, and glorified, that's unlike anyone else there can't be another one of you but if we make ourselves carbon copies when someone gets a good thing that comes down from God we see a good thing and then we just want to copy and paste right copy and paste copy and paste don't be the copy and paste be the sowing in good soil patiently waiting watering, basking in the light of righteousness, rising like that sunflower, always growing into that pure light, true light, invisible light within you. And the fruit will be the evidence of the substance unseen, which is the faith of God. And that is what destroys the kingdom of hell. More than anything, more than all spiritual warfare and any external forms, your patient bearing and fruitfulness will make you the mighty oaks of righteousness, providing rest and shade from the heat of the day. Clouds of Shekinah glory, good fruit to refresh and strengthen, fruit for meat, leaves for the healing of nations. And that's your calling and your destiny. And out of that place will come forth your glorified personality and all its multifaceted dimensions and (laughs) attributes and range of emotions like your Father. Uniquely you, and there's no one else just like you.
1: (laughs) Scripture says you're a planting of delight in the garden of your Father. So, being born again is being transplanted. What did the person see who had Jesus Christ's DNA wiped upon his eyes? Which means he saw as Jesus saw for a brief moment. God saw all their hearts. What was he looking at? The fruit on their trees. I see all men as trees. He was seeing in one of the dimensions that seer, Jesus the seer, was seeing in all the time so to be a fruit-bearing tree in the garden of Eden and to live in the realm of your father's spirit and live for the fruitfulness of your Heavenly Father is the entire meaning of life what does it mean to see all of men as trees the purpose of their existence on this planetary system to become a healthy tree That's why King David's called the roots of the tree of life. Mm. The root system of a healthy, fruit-bearing tree. Now, you are a tree engrafted into the great tree. Mm. The tree of life is Jesus Christ himself that you eat from. And the tree of life is his cross. And you can eat him from his cross. It's called the marriage supper Mm. of the Lamb. In the Old Testament, we had the Passover lamb and we ate a lamb that we killed in symbolism for our own sins to be forgiven. Now in the New Covenant, we have the literal realities that we are feasting upon the Lamb of God, the Messiah himself, no longer in types and shadows, but in the realities that bring transformation and transplant. Mm. Transplantation. teleportation Teleportation. translation changing you from fruit bearing in the natural like an external Passover to fruit bearing in the literal garden of Eden through Christ and until you're transplanted in that place with your mind you'll be going after the meaningless things that have no eternal value in the realm where God is looking at trees When he comes, what does the Bible say? Will he find faith? Faith, in Galatians 5, is called a fruit of the Spirit. (laughs) Fruit. This is the fruit that the Spirit brings. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And all His goodness is his glory intensifying within you. Some of these fruits are also good works. Some of the fruits of the tree of life that are produced on your trees. It's always a greater holiness. It's always a greater righteousness. We read about some of these things that you read the Old Testament or the Jasher and Enoch. And, you know, love is only mentioned like three times in the whole book of Enoch, and you read Jasher and Jubilees, or even the entire Old Testament, and you notice that love is not mentioned very often. In the New Testament, it's mentioned continuously. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Because the ancients considered love, righteousness, holiness, and wisdom. So, We are going to go back into the ancient wisdom and the ancient holiness and the ancient righteousness and begin to have a greater understanding of divine love more than what we've had in Christianity so far. Most Christians think love is just being nice to people. I tell you the truth. You can only love if God is living His life through you since God is the only love of the New Testament. So since Jesus Christ has to be living and breathing and moving and active inside your very body in order to love anyone, love Mm -hmm. is God himself. Love's not something you can do. Love's something you go to the cross so he can do through you. A human being is Mm -hmm. incapable of love. The truth is, A human mother cannot love a human daughter. A human father cannot love Mm -hmm. a human son. Not in God's terms of love. Jesus Christ said that in the red letters. Though you are evil, you still give good gifts to your children. Mm -hmm. It is written. How much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit? To those who ask Him. It is written. Mm -hmm. So it's all about transforming natures. We were once dead trees. what is a dead tree a tree that is only locked in the natural dimension that doesn't value and prioritize the eternal dimension that created Mm -hmm. the natural dimension it's called being lost that's what darkness Mm -hmm. on the land and deep darkness on the people Mm -hmm. is it's not being able to see in the realm that jesus always saw in so as you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, what does it mean to have a renewed mind? You see in the eternal perspective, which is wisdom, constantly.
2: Stand on this rock.
1: So all your decisions are based on vision. Now, if you don't have any vision, it's because the mind's not renewed. you got to eat the Bible.
2: That's why people perish, right?
1: People perish for a lack of nourishment for their spirit. Their spirit's underfed so that their whole being gets dead. When you're overfed, your whole being gets resurrected. That's why we have feasts every five days a week. And then the days that we don't do Joel's Bar, we still feast all day. Why? Because it's all about getting your spirit overfed. An overfed spirit will always resurrect his soul into higher places that he's never tasted before. The resurrection is unto the feast of the Lamb. So, according to your hunger, you will be filled, Jesus said. The measure you're hungry is the height that you've risen in Christ. If you're hungry for other stuff, you're into death. Scripture clearly says everything except Jesus down here is literally death. So people are into death, and then they get into self-justification. They get into offense. They don't want to listen to the prophetic conviction. They don't want to hear what the Spirit says to the churches anymore. They get into kumbaya. Mm-hmm. They get into self-justification. Give me, Make me feel good about myself in my rebellious condition. So we have Gospels that make people feel good in their human condition when they're totally backslidden and not even spiritual, nor even developing the eternal part of them in spirit and in truth. God said to me today, the opposite of. Of spirit and truth, the only way to worship God, John 4, 24, is senses and reasoning. If you are in your carnal senses and your carnal reasoning, Mm. you cannot worship God, nor grow in God, nor approach God. So first and foremost, we offer our heads, our minds, to the cross. If you're not crucified in your thought life, you can't step one step On the mountain to even begin becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ Mm. where people go astray and you watch it every day as they live in their own reasoning that's the definition of being lost when you live inside your head you're living for the devil when you're living inside the Holy Ghost you're radically on fire for Jesus Christ And that's what we need to make our lives all about. Matthew 3.11, Passion Translation. Those who repent, I baptize with water. But there is coming a man after me who is more powerful than I. In fact, I'm not even worthy enough to pick up his sandals. Mm. He will submerge you into union with the Spirit of Holiness. (laughs)
2: Submerge.
1: Check this out. He will submit you and submerge you into union with the Spirit of Holiness and with a raging fire. Mm.
2: Union of baptisms. Amen. So,
1: in other words, when you are submitted to the union of the Spirit of Holiness, you have begun your relationship with God. Now, what is the raging fire for? The Bible calls it a raging fire. The baptism of the Spirit and raging fire. The raging fire is against the enemies of Christ. Amen. Anyone that's not raging against sin don't have the baptism of the Spirit of Holiness, pure and simple. People can have Just a baptism, nice. they get lukewarm, they get worldly, Mm -hmm. they get perverted, Mm -hmm. they get lustful, they get covetous, they get greedy, they get religious, they get selfish. All kinds of things come upon a person once they start to believe in Jesus. That's when temptation really begins. Because now you're alive and all the enemy wants to do is bring you back into the bondage Mm -hmm. of death.
2: Twice dead is worse than... So twice dead tree is much worse than dead tree.
1: That's right. There no longer remains any salvation for that person. They're worse off afterwards Mm -hmm. than they were before. Book of Hebrews, it is written. Mm -hmm. So you need to take the spirit of holiness seriously enough to understand that the raging fire is to attack. I'm talking about kill. kill. When Jesus Christ says in Revelation 2, I'm going to come and kill all the offspring of the false prophet." I'm going to take these demons. I'm going to wring their necks. I'm going to take these spirits. I'm going to break them in pieces. (laughs) You need to understand his second coming, he comes in violence. Mm -hmm. His second coming, his first coming, he was born of woman, which is the breaking of water. He was born in natural water in his first coming. Okay. That speaks of John's baptism. His second coming is with the spirit of holiness and raging fire the second coming of Christ is raging he's coming like Mm -hmm. a raging bull he's coming with all of his violence Mm -hmm. he's coming with the character qualities that make most Christians nowadays cringe Mm -hmm. and think it's mean and there's no love in this God listen what Jesus is coming in the form he's coming in on the white horse white horse was a reference to war which Mm -hmm. means he's coming back as the God of war. Where is that written? Mm -hmm. Psalms 24, who is the king of glory? He is the God of war. It's a reference to the second coming of Jesus, which means those that are married to the spirit of holiness in this day that embrace his violent nature, his kingly warrior nature, Mm -hmm. are the only ones that are going to do well. Everyone else that's in Kumbaya false love is going to have an extremely hard time because that nature is done. The first coming was the nature of the natural water when he was born through the breaking of Mary's natural water in her natural womb. The second coming will be a supernatural water. It'll be the fire of the raging wrath of God and it's a wonderful, jealous, raging, Mm -hmm. wrathful fiery love. This, my friends, is the introduction to Father God's love. Now, I would say that most Christians, what they have is an elementary human mixture of love in their Christianity. We don't often look at the Psalms and saying taking the Babylonian children and dashing them against the rocks... And he says rejoice over that in the Bible. We don't often think of that as love. Killing children, how can that be loving? Well, if Jesus is coming and killing children in Revelation 2, in the lion nature, I think we don't know what love is yet. That's our problem. We have equated holy divine love Mm -hmm. and watered it down to a human level and that's why we're lukewarm and powerless Mm -hmm. and that's why principalities still have a great dominion over most Christians because you have not come into the warring nature of God Mm -hmm. and what the Father thinks is love Mm
2: -hmm.
1: we need to burn our thought life what we think don't matter what you think doesn't matter What I think doesn't matter. What God the Father is thinking is all that matters. A real disciple puts zero value on their own thoughts. Why? Because they know the word. Your thoughts are not my thoughts, it is written. My thoughts, says the Lord, are higher than your thoughts. Which means your thoughts have zero value. Mm -hmm. Human thoughts, even Christian unrenewed Mm -hmm carnal Christian thoughts human thoughts have zero value which means it don't matter what you think I tell you what with the raging fire everything you think is going to burn until you only think his high thoughts you want to know what unity of the brethren is in the armies of the living God it's a people that think the same thoughts Uh huh.
2: oh I have a word here his thoughts (laughs) are engraved on sapphire stones for you His thoughts... I was watching Bobby Connor earlier this week. This just came to my my memory now. He said, The Word of God, the Bible written... Those are God's thoughts written down. God's thoughts... Are written... Or engraved on sapphire stones. So how do we replace our thoughts... With His thoughts? You can use the gifts of the Spirit... The original intent for the gifts of the Spirit are to make you more fruitful. If they're used for ego and self-nature, you'll bear the wrong fruit and you'll be a whore of the gifts. But if you use the gifts of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, words of knowledge, you know, prophesying, all these different things, if you use it to become more fruitful, this is what he showed me in a vision one time. There was a shed around the charismatic church Uh, and all the, you know, God's people, believers of all kinds, and in the shed, there was a bunch of old rusty-looking tools. Well, those tools were just in a shed. They are just kind of there for show. They're used to kind of wave around, or sometimes people would hurt each other, use them to hurt each other. But they were, I looked at them and I said, I recognize these, these look like gardening tools. You know that's a spade over there there's this there's that and you know there's all these different things and they were gardening tools i'm like what is going on these are not being used they're getting rusty or they just weren't being used or they weren't considered important or there was animosity this gift is better than that gift well you can can't use this gift this way in this how and it was just hurting each other with gifts ministries and so i was like this is not right and it got to the point where those gifts had been so abused and misused, they were no longer good for anything but to dissolve in a pile of rust in an old shed. So I was like, we are going to need to go to, you know, the store. So I went with the Holy Spirit. We went to the gardening store. It looked kind of like a Home Depot or Lowe's or something like that, which was really fun. I love, you know. Those are always fun stores to go to. It's like some people's version of Disneyland, if you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Like a good trip to Home Depot. So we're going in there. and looking at all the different, like the fancy, shiny garden tools and wheelbarrows. And the spirit was showing me, look, see, you can plant a whole garden and become so fruitful And this is what they're meant to be for. So it felt like he was releasing the gifts in a fresh and new way. With God inside mindedness. You know, maybe you've already sacrificed the gifts to know more of him. But he was just releasing the gifts in a fresh and new way. Without all like the the rust bucket of the sin of religion. And beating each other up ministries with gifts and, and strife and envy and animosity and just all that it's there's a lot of trauma there there's a lot of a lot of hurt and woundedness there so they were just the most beautiful shining gifts i mean the greatest gifts of the spirit imagine the nicest section at the home depot in the rich neighborhood in town you know what i'm talking about like the best equipment you could possibly find for your projects and oh we loaded up the shopping cart and this is gonna be awesome we're gonna have everything that we've ever wanted better than we could have dreamed for i mean even just the basic shovel it looks so nice i had just a nice little color detail on it and we're gonna make a whole garden with this and so now with that understanding he's gonna make your soul fruitful as a garden You know, sometimes we go through this all, you know, have to put to death, death to the ego, death to self. But if all you do is, you know, kill and destroy, kill and destroy, you can go into... If you go into Gevra, which is judgment, without the balance of hesed, which is loving kindness, you'll find yourself way over in the enemy camp of beating yourself up and beating others up. And that just perpetuates the cycle. Then we're no different than the people that we came out of that we came out of those groups that makes us no different so what is he trying to say truth right truth and discernment loving-kindness and judgment balanced with truth on display his perfect loving-kindness and his perfect judgments so everything is perfect in the father's will and it's our job it says to find out what is his good and perfect will it's our job to find it out. And we're to become fruitful gardens. We are gardeners in his garden within us. And that's what's growing us up. So, as we use the gifts to till the soil and get everything ready and protect the plants, and you know, you got to put a little fence around the baby tree so the deer don't eat it, you know. I mean, even bunnies are dangerous to a tiny shrub. <laughs> that bunny could kill you, <laughs> like the bunny from Monty Python, you know? Like, that thing is dangerous until you're a giant tree. Now, when you're a tall tree...
1: The Holy Hand Grenade.
2: The Holy... Thine, thou shalt use thine Holy Hand Grenade. That is... Amen. Mm. And as you grow up as a big tree, that's when you enter into the sapphire stones. You start off with that one stone that you're born on earth, that one deposit, the Word of God in your spirit. And that's all you need. That's the seed. That's the master key of all keys, of all the universe. It's the portal of the cross. I guess I'm allowed to talk about this now, but there is a secret portal in that cross that will take your conscience immediately into the seventh heaven. And for those without guile and the pure of heart, you can access that through prayer and meditation. It doesn't mean you get to skip that whole journey of conquering the seventh heaven or the the second heavens and going up to the seventh heaven.
1: You have to come back down and conquer.
2: You have to come back down and conquer, yeah. But what that allows you to do is if your consciousness in Christ is transported through the cross of Jesus, if you do it in imagination. It's not going to be that fruitful. It's a good thing to meditate on, but when He takes you, you'll know. From that place, you can stand in the seventh heavens and look down at where you're you're at in your progress, and His light and His glory and His word rains down through the stars, right? Raining death from above onto your enemies who are the enemies of the cross, the demonic realm. And so that is kind of your air force or your air support as you rise that the stars wore for you as you grow in maturity through meditating on the cross. Jesus Christ, what did He actually do when He came in the flesh and before the beginning of time? His death, His resurrection, His dissension and ascension. It's fruitful to spend time to meditate on these things and pray about these things. Talk to your Father about these things he gives visions he gives dreams he gives confirmations in his word and all these things are to simply patiently bear fruit in righteousness because as we rise we go up higher that's where the higher thoughts of god are engraved on sapphire stones so to have the thoughts of god you can simply as you grow and you pray Father, please grab me one of your thoughts, as much of one of your thoughts as I can handle. And just let him expand your mind, expand your spirit up into your mind, through your heart. As you take your first attempt to have a God thought, and it'll stretch you, and it'll grow you. But as you bear fruit and you grow as a tall tree, it takes time. You stay where you planted and grow. He'll move you when it's time. If it's time for a plant to be transplanted, this is a word for someone watching right now, the gardener himself will move you. Mm. You understand? Do you, The times of God is so important. Even if you know your destiny and your appointments and things like that, you know your calling, you can know the will of God, but if you're not moving in the timing of God, you're going to miss it. But we have better things in mind for you. It is so important to be aware of the timing of god because even if you get the thing itself right the timing's not right it's not going to go it's still not going to be the will of god if it's not his time it's the
1: fruitfulness that will transplant Mm -hmm. you he says bear fruit in keeping with repentance So the appointed time is called the appointed time of maturity. It's when you've matured in the seed of the Word of God, in your in the garden of your heart, to a place of fruitfulness, where you're transplanted into a garden of greater glory. So you're, it's your fruit production that takes you from glory to glory, and never anything else. You know, one of the fruits on your tree will be the good works, and doing wonderful exploits for Christ, because your spirit's so healthy, that's all you're capable of doing anymore. You understand? So, God is cleansing your thought lives. Now, thought life is so important. Hebrews 4.12 says that the, the surgical removal of thought life is the, the function of the very word of God. It judges the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The word, the sword of the spirit, Hebrews 4.12. Now, as a man thinks in his heart, so, so is So he is.
2: He. I've been thinking about that all day today and yesterday, too. We've been talking about that.
1: I tell you the truth. You can't have peace until your thought life is circumcised. Your thought life is what produces immorality. Immorality comes from thoughts first. So when the enemy comes with fiery darts, what's a fiery dart? It's a thought of a demon spirit. It's a thought of a fallen angel. It's a thought of an evil spirit. Now, God the Father's thoughts are the solution, which means in order to have armor to protect yourselves from the thoughts of 200 million evil spirits trying to infiltrate your souls to think their thoughts to manifest their purposes and plans for your life which are always for evil and harm and God in his thought life is your only protection so you have to go after the thought life of God the Father now the thought life you could say is the scriptures but it's the scriptures mixed with spirit because God is spirit it's not the Scriptures alone. It's the Scriptures plus all of the Holy Spirit. The Scriptures plus the Holy Spirit, the God-breathed Word, is the Rama, living Word. That's God's thoughts. What is God thinking today? Rama. Rama is the Word in Scripture for what the Father thought today. What He's thinking right now is the Rama. That's the daily bread. That manifest thought is what you're supposed to be speaking on, acting on, meditating on. Who gets the promised land? Those who meditate on God's thoughts, Joshua 1, day and night. So we're always having God's Word in our minds and in our hearts, meditating on it. Why? So that our thought life is pure. Amen? And when you see those other things encroaching upon you, there's a greater discernment. There's a raging fire towards unholiness after you're baptized in water you must be baptized into the union with the spirit of holiness and begin to understand the raging fire it's God guarding your garden it's God guarding the garden of his thoughts which is his planted word in your spirit man that's what a son and daughter is a son and daughter of god is a garden we're often so carnal we think it's the human being that's not true if god's children were human beings he'd be the father of graveyards because look at them all they just go right into the grave god's not a father of that crap are you insane god's the father of spirits and the part of you that can't die Now, if you keep going after your spirit getting fathered, you can take your soul and your bones with you into Zion. But that's not the priority. The priority is knowing God in his spiritual nature and letting him cultivate his thought life in your spirit. You know, your spirit is the origin of your thought life. A pure spirit will only think good and heavenly things. Isn't that what it says in Philippians chapter 4? Think about things above, things that are beautiful, things that are awesome, things that are holy, things that are righteous, things that are angelic, things that are pure. Amen. There you're meant to have your meditation in the realms of holiness, in the realms of the Garden of Eden, and get every other thought that's working in you terminated because it's a demonic plan for your life. If you're struggling in your thought life, it's because the enemy's seed is working in you. Take it seriously. Just like a farmer, you'll lose the whole crop if you don't deal with your thought life. Every single person that goes astray, every single person that backslides, every single person that goes back into the world, into clubbing and drinking and smoking weed and sinning and rebelling, every single one lost... In their thought life to demons and then they got pulled away if you're gonna be successful you have to guard your heart above all else because from it proceed the issues of life for as a man thinks in his heart so is he which means there's a guardianship of pearl what's pearl represent purity the pure thought life and how can a man keep his way pure by living according to your word, it is written. Which means putting the word in and then acting upon it. And if you still struggle with thought life, you're not eating enough word. When you put the word into your eyes, you'll crucify stuff in your eyes. When you open your ears and hear what the Spirit saying through His word, you'll crucify your ears. You'll have no tolerance for unholiness. Those who love Jesus hate Satan. Those who love Jesus hate sin. There is no real Christian on this planet that does not hate sin. If they don't have a hatred for lukewarmness, trust me, they're no Christian at all. The lukewarmers spit out of his mouth, which means they're not even with him. They don't even identify by his name, his nature, his angels, none of it. They're not in the kingdom. They're not living for the kingdom. It's only about the purity of the Lamb of God getting formed in us so that we be offered to God as a chaste virgin bride, which means a perfect thought life. That's where you're going. As the Word of God transforms you from the inside out, your thought life is perfected. So then you get so purified in your thought life, the will of God is God's thoughts bubbling up in you like a brook, like a fountain of righteousness, the fountain of the Lamb, the fountain of Israel (laughs) will bubble up in you. Out of your belly will flow rivers of God's own thoughts for those who believe. So it couldn't get any easier being led of God when the only thing springing up in you because you're so sanctified by the Word is God's thought life. So then you get accurate, and you test it on people, and if they say that's wrong, you just go back to the water, get washed in the water of the word.
2: Water of the word of the engravings, (laughs) the waters of the streams, rivers of holiness, flooding through us. Thank you, Father. These are rivers of holiness through 13 dimensions of your inner man, pure balsam, which is healing, It's the healing of the River of Holiness and all its streams flowing through you renewing our mind to the truth of his identity who he is the image of the Father and your identity in Christ now the engravings on the sapphire stones are the seed the seed is simply the engraving so when you study in a physical Bible You go through that war of, am I studying dead letters, or the living word, but once you rise, stand on the moon, now you know another, you have another seed, which is an engraving. The Holy Spirit that you received at salvation was your first deposit, that's the first engraving that every Christian who's born again truly has. That's the kingdom within you. That's called Malkut. That, that's what he means. The kingdom of heaven is within you. That's the first deposit of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which is Malkut. The ski, the spirit, the kingdom mm-hmm.
1: of Malkut heaven is, is within for kingdom. you.
2: So that's where you start. You're born again. You're automatically, even on the earth, you have that engraving within you. You have one of his names. You have his name but there's much more for you to receive. So what do you need? Seed. Well, how can your seed within you grow and bear more fruit that contains seed? You have to grow up. Not staying in those incubators, as Brandon talks about those four walls of the Christian church, the limitations of the human mind or the human soul in our old ways. Because if that seed, if you let it grow, it'll take you up. And that's why standing on the moon is so important because for the first time in your Christian life, you have received another seed that next deposit other than the first one that you got at salvation because a lot of people go their whole lives thinking that that was it
1: very beginning first fruit
2: first fruit and then and you go up and so God's thoughts are the engravings his thoughts are the seed now once you conquer that sphere as you rise to the moon you overcome the black moon which means that shell of the other side of the enemy Mm
0: -hmm.
2: it gets circumcised off of that sphere which is a part of your genetics Mm -hmm. so you're getting you're getting celestial circumcision that affects the entire world not just you but it greatly affects you and those around you so when that comes off it's that false lapis lazuli the fake stones, the false sapphire throne of Satan, written about in one Enoch, and the mountain in the middle the appearance of Alabaster, false white, pale white throne, knowledge of good, that will get circumcised. So it's all that false revelation, all that false blue, and then what that does is reveal the nature of Christ in you, which is Yasad, and that's sexual purity. That's that's Joseph. What is the promise of Joseph? That's the potential to rise even above Pharaoh. The only reason Joseph didn't rise above Pharaoh in his time was because that was his time in his era for the people of God to provide for them. But they wouldn't, he wouldn't be over Pharaoh in that time in his life in the flesh. But in, in the heavenlies? There was a greater wisdom than Pharaoh. There was a greater power than Pharaoh. But he, he, he humbled himself in the same way Christ humbled himself. He was great way above Caesar in the celestial realm. Way above him. God incarnate Jesus Christ. But he humbled himself even below Caesar, which is very low level compared to Christ.
1: He came all beat up to Pontius Pilate. <laughs> yeah, he did. What in the world?
2: So humble. So you have to understand... That not all things are as they appear externally, but as you go up, you get that second deposit. Yasad is written. Now, as you go into the celestial realm and you're not earthbound, when those names are engraved on you, those are God's thoughts. Once it's engraved, that's there and it emanates Shekinah glory continuously. I've seen this with my own eyes as you go up from, uh, from sapphire stone to sapphire stone, and you're crowned. Those engravings become alive, and it's a living word. It's constantly emanating invisible light, and the, that's the continual thoughts, because the engravings are the thoughts of God, but they're always flowing like a river, like that glory, that beautiful glory light. It's continual coming out of them like a radiant light, like a river. It's like water, but it's like light. But it's just it's, it's something different altogether than any substance we've ever known in the physical realm and it's beautiful and it's glorious so each one is that fresh thought that fresh impulse of the spirit that rhema word of god bam it's like every second it's just it keeps coming he's always speaking he's always thinking his thoughts more than the sand on the seashore whoo
1: there's a so huge little angel flash right there. Hey, thanks for joining (laughs) us
2: today. I also just want to say thank you and welcome to all the angels that are here and that are watching online. Guardian angels of people who are students of righteousness. (laughs) We commend you. You are wonderful and glorious. you for helping
1: everyone so much every day.
2: Thank you so much. We could
1: not (laughs) do it without you angels.
2: We would be a mangled, tangled mess (laughs) without Mm. the angels. Mm. Amen. Glory I was seeing
1: Psalms 119 yeah. when you were talking because you are talking about the etchings of God being the thoughts of God and, and it's upon the gemstones of your Efa because he wants to train all of you up into the high priesthood high so thoughts. in the terrestrial realm you're learning how to be disciples to be faithful with little when you're under the sun you learn to be faithful with little then when you're faithful with little then you get the faithfulness of much it mm-hmm. is written which is above the sun Now, you'll still learn all the same stuff, but it won't be solid in you. It'll still require trust, faith, faithfulness, loyalty, walking by faith, not by sight. Your vision won't be super clear, but you'll be feeling angelic sensations often. Because as you're set apart, learning God's ways, learning God's thoughts, God will manifest himself and reveal himself to you every day in the daily bread. And in doing His will, you begin to experience His presence, mm. and you begin to experience His angels. You experience His kingdom. You begin to see signs and wonders follow those who believe. Mm. That'll become consistent. Every single believer, the Bible says, has signs and wonders mm-hmm. following their lives.
2: Signs, wonders, and times—the times and seasons. This is a really, this is a nice one uh, to release tonight. The times and seasons, as you attain those thoughts of God by rising in the sapphire stones and they become engraved within your inner man. First in your spirit, then your soul. Your soul gets to be a partaker of the divine nature through death to self. Through rising in the cross. But those times and seasons, right, Enoch changes the times and seasons. How? Through ascension. Because the times appointed, right, when do the, when does the fruit come to ripen if a sapphire stone is a fruit and what season is that, is that ripe? it doesn't matter what day, month, or year it is on the calendar Enoch went to heaven before Jesus Christ was physically born but he went there by the grace of the resurrected Savior who came in the flesh Existing outside of time. So it didn't matter that Enoch was born physically before Jesus Christ. He tapped into that eternal realm, the celestial realm, by walking with the angel of Yahweh, which is the angel of Jesus. So there is a grace, and there is a a measure of that grace upon David. That's why we talk about the harp being the keys of David. It is the sapphire stones. How is it that John Paul Jackson traveled and saw King David. And when King David saw him, he knew exactly who he was and why he was there. Yet he just went about his normal day being a normal king, right? How is it? What kind of celestial wisdom? King David was a total freak. Yes, he was. He, <laughs> the the harp that David played was in the natural and in the spiritual. It was the harp of the sapphire stones of the sephirotic tree of righteousness. In holiness and a heart after God's own heart. And so that that's what it means to go you're climbing back into God's heart. It's the song of creation. The seven crowns of the ladder. We'll get more into that in the, in the future, but those times and seasons are appointed when you rise. So what is the acceleration? I challenge you, look in the book of Enoch. In first Enoch. Look up acceleration. Find the lightnings and the shooting stars of the acceleration of Enoch. How much did he accelerate to return into heaven before Jesus Christ was physically born, but by the grace of Jesus? And he met Jesus in heaven. And he saw the ancient one. When you arrive at that sapphire stone, and that fruit is born in you that time and season that's the fruitfulness of time it's based on your rising so you want acceleration we can oh acceleration uh, acceleration pray and pray 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 under the sun and some acceleration comes but it's under the sun inside of time you go into the sun which is for time and above the sun and into these sapphire stones the fruitfulness of that time Will come forth and it opens up the pathway of stars here in genesis 1 this is important god said let there be lights in the huge space of the sky let them separate the day from the night let the lights let the lights set the times for the holy celebrations and the days and the years Let them be lights in the huge space of the sky to give light on the earth. And that's exactly what happened. God made two great lights. He made the larger light to rule over the day and the smaller light to rule over the night. He also made the stars. The path of the luminaries, the path of the stars, the fruitfulness of times and seasons, the highest realm by the ladder to heaven of the sapphire stones into the world of self-annihilation. Amen. Mm-hmm. And we have a sapphire breadstone of Moses here in Exodus 33. Exodus 33, starting in verse 20. And we're looking at the Hebrew parallel, but we'll just read the English until we get to this word here. But he said, again, Exodus 33:20. 20. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me. Or for shall see me no man, okay? And said, Yad-Heh-Vav-Heh, here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock, you shall stand on the rock so it shall be while passes by my glory, kabod while the kabod passes by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand now what is that what is he covering him with when the Kavad passes by? So that he doesn't die. Mm. That root there is cough. Strong's 3709. And that... Strong's 3709 represents Keter. Which is the crown. That top of the sapphire stones. Where when... You receive that engraving, the lightnings emanate, so he covers him with his hand. It represents the crown. So each tree from Malkut to Keter, the crown of that top protects you from the greater light above it that would currently kill you. We talked about this yesterday. There are levels of light in God that would rip apart and tear, even tear in half, the seventh heaven itself. So how is it that the seventh heaven can exist without being destroyed? How is it that we can exist in sinful flesh without being destroyed, even though the Spirit of God fills and floods all things? He's covering us with those crowns. They're caps for protection from the higher light of god that would destroy us because of the imperfection that we're at so as you rise Mm. the thoughts of god are engraved now you're having god thoughts they're continually emanating and now you choose each day whose thoughts you're going to tune into because now it's getting easier and easier because his thoughts are continuously toward you for good and not for evil to to benefit you not to harm you And if you look at this word, what he covers you with, this is, I think this is a word for someone tonight. One of the meanings that he, what he covers you with also means earnings. He's covering you, he's protecting you. That includes finances, your earnings. (laughs) Power.
1: The riches of glory.
2: The riches of glory apart from the idolatry of man.
1: I could see his pierced hands covering Moses when he hid him in the cleft of the rock. And the rock there I could see as the earth, how his body hidden on earth, but his spirit and his soul going up with God into heaven. And so that he hit the Keter, the crown, going from glory to glory, is crown to crown, through worlds, ascending worlds, from Keter to Keter, crown to crown, glory to glory, crown to glory until your crown of glory is the same degree of glory as your Father in Heaven's crown. That's a lot of worlds you'll ascend to. Mm -hmm. And why does your crown increase in light, Shekinah, as you go from glory to glory? As you're hidden in the cleft of the rock, which means fully protected by God as you grow spiritually. Because you're taken back what the fallen angels stole from man and woman as you rise. They have all that celestial ability And until you go up there, you'll never have it. You'll never have it until you rise from the dead. That's why the children of the resurrection are the only ones that will bear and have those overcomers' gifts of Revelation 2 and 3. Mm -hmm. One of them is the crown. Blessed are they who conquer. There's no conquering in the third heaven, nothing to conquer there. It's been perfect forever. Mm -hmm. Blessed are they who conquer the second heaven. Oh my gosh. It's what the Bible says. The blood of all the prophets mm-hmm. are on that realm. Yeah. That's the realm that killed every voice that spoke mm-hmm. God's truth. So, we've we got a lot of stuff to conquer. It'll be fun. We're predestined for ordained to do it in this generation. The angels are with us, the Spirit of Jesus is with us. God the Father's will is for us and not against us. But it's a union with the Spirit of holiness and a raging fire. Mm-hmm. And the temptations are the things that are common to the human being. And so a lot of the uncommon, unknown things are so different. As you rise, it'll be unfamiliar. Like Moses going towards an unfamiliar fire. He had never seen it before. It had never happened before. But it was just the vulnerability of going into the unknown. That's why you want to test some of these spirits because some of these spirits might just be the spirit of God. And as you go into that spirit, you tested what happened. His life was so radically transformed. He became so close to God. He says, to others, I speak to my prophets in dreams and visions. But to Moses, my friend, I speak face to face. That's the goal of your life. Not the prophetic, the friendship. The prophetic will help you grow in friendship. As prophets get dreams, as prophets get visions, as prophets get words. That's wonderful. We love the prophetic. But the mm-hmm. prophetic is to g- grow the mm-hmm. friendship.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, so, to someone who's watching, if you want to go from receiving visions and dreams to the friend realm of God, it's very important. This is how you can do it.
1: When he was talking to us about how I'm his best friend on the
2: friend. God, what Your is favorite? I am <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just kidding. Yeah, manifestations. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Uh, man, who I don't like. I always <laughs> want to make announcements and stuff like that, but I don't think the enemy actually knows who you are yet. So We're just having
1: fun. We're just having fun. Throw yeah. some of the glorified person Yeah, yeah, it's good,
2: it's good. Uh, but if you want to, um, <laughs> yeah, ah, 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 I kind of messin' with it. But um, <laughs> if you want to go from that prophetic realm to the friend realm, and if you're kind of that direction, I am a friend of God. We're
0: just but, that friends. means
2: that kind of feeling rising up in you means that there's a lot more room to grow as a friend of God. So just you know, just take it with as much humility as you can, and, and understand if you want to move from more of that prophetic realm to that realm of being a friend of God and having a more intimate communication with Him. Being a friend of God, it doesn't mean that dream, dreams and visions will go away. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about that. Those increase and they become much more clear to be you. much
1: more wise to interpret them.
2: Right. And uh, so that communication of being a friend of God, be faithful with the prophetic gift that he's given you. Be faithful mm-hmm. with the dreams and the visions. Be faithful to test every spirit because it's written, test every spirit. Now, uh, there's someone watching this right now. You need to hear this. How are you going to remember to test the spirit? We all know that uh, test the spirit, test every spirit. Yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. We, you have to make that a part of your training. Do this. Remind yourself every day, test every spirit, test every spirit. Practice how you're going to test them. Say it out loud. Say it, You know, w- w- you know, at, at home or on your drive. Practice how you're going to test them. And the reason I say it is because if you repeat that test, You tend to forget if you don't practice what to do (laughs) because when something is overwhelming with its presence be it evil or holy or i don't know what that thing is if is it is it a what who what is it i don't know can it kill me (laughs) you know
0: just to... it's
2: overwhelming to the senses so you have to train your mind to remember to test the spirit and that's how you'll remember just remember your training and just remind yourself all right whatever shows up today even if you've never seen an angel in your whole life to remind yourself every day when I see an angel I'm gonna test it this is how I test it like this this is what the Bible says I watched it on Joel's bar <laughs> I got the download start practicing now because when it shows up, especially the first time, you're probably not going to remember unless you take care of your training and you remember your training in the heat of the moment, whether temptation or visitation, you only tend to remember your training and that's it, which is why repeat it over and over. Remind yourself every day what you already know, like Paul wrote about, it's good for me to remind you every day, the stuff you already know, because in that moment, everything else goes out the window but your training and that's just simply it so train yourself test the spirits and as you're faithful in the prophetic it's going to bring you deeper into the realm of being a friend of god
1: mm-hmm.
2: because he is what a rewarder of what
1: those who diligently <laughs> seek
0: him <laughs>
1: Those who keep pressing in <laughs>
0: deep and daily. <laughs> I go,
1: Moses is talking to the bush. Next thing you know, he's... he's
0: the bush talking to him.
1: ...crawling of it, <laughs> curling up. Like a raccoon <laughs> in the bush. Burning <laughs> inside Like a raccoon, <laughs> like of a
2: raccoon <laughs> in the bush ministries. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> RLM Global. <laughs> like a raccoon in the bush. Like a thief in the night. Hey, that's biblical.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So friendship, Bob Jones says, friendship with God is the highest calling in life. All the gifts, we need all of them. All the prophetic, we need all of it. All the wisdom of the ages, we need all of it. Is to produce one thing, friends of God. Oh, the ones around his throne are his best friends. So the fivefold is to help hey. you become best, best friends. friends with God.
2: Mm. Don't you want to be in that group that he said, hey, come up the mountain and see my transfiguration? Mm. What does it take to be in that in that group? They say, Lord, take me there. I want to be there. Mm. It's a dangerous prayer. You can pray, but count the cost. I mean, but you can say, you know, whatever it takes, Lord. You can just say, whatever it takes, Lord.
1: Look at your heart as the open heavens. So if your heart is open and available, it goes up like a V, And that's what produces an open heavens. That's why you can go up so high, is because your heart is so open to God. Now the opposite of that, the Bible tells you, is hard-hearted, where you're closed to God and you won't rise, you won't obey. You can barely do anything that God asks you to do. The angels, you don't listen to them, you don't listen to authority or anyone in leadership anointed in the body of Christ. And it's just pure stubbornness and the callousness. So that's a hard heart. We need all of that threshed out so our heart is so wide open, it's an open heaven. Your heart produces your open heavens. The Bible says when Jesus was baptized, the heavens opened. Why? Why don't the heavens open the same for everyone at baptism? It's all dependent on your hearts. How close you get to God is dependent on your heart. Your heart chooses if it wants to be close to an idol something temporary, or upwards towards God, something eternal. Wisdom is always the communication to trim off the temporal and to improve the eternal in every aspect of your life, so that even in your parenting, even as fathers and mothers of children, you're always coming from that open hearted eternal realm with every word out of your mouth and every action (laughs) done in those bodies so your children are led by wisdom
0: and your children are led
1: by eternity amen Mm -hmm. and it's all about producing God's quality of leadership he wants all his people to be leaders like he is because he's good and all his ways are perfect it is written so Mm -hmm. he's transforming us By an open heart. An open Mm. heart opens up the heavens to experience God and to change you. You only have his character qualities, his words etched upon your hearts, written upon the stone tablets of the planetary systems of your cosmic gar- garments working oh, wow. in this generation of overcomers and will only work in you <laughs> as you're open oh. to go up and experience new things that your humanity <laughs> has never experienced and as you rise up oh, you confront all the thought life as you rise up you, you confront <laughs> 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 the accuser of the brethren you confront jealousy, strife, pride religion, <laughs> demons lust you confront greed, you confront every profane thing as you rise oh, on the mountain, man. and that's when you make the decision to go after God's thought life. Now, God's friends mm-hmm. meditate on God's thoughts. What makes you a friend of God? Have God's thoughts. His thoughts are already in you, mm-hmm. so you're speaking his thoughts back to him, communing mm-hmm. out of his perfection.
0: Amen. You're
1: communing out of the father's perfection of what he has going on in his heart today not yesterday not 10,000 years ago a man after god's own heart what does it mean that the very thought life of the living god is going on inside that body so when you meet with god you are relevant in today's daily bread you're an elder of the bread You're an elder of the hidden manna, an elder of heavenly Jerusalem. Why? Because God and what He's doing today is already Mm -hmm. in you through your intimate relationship Mm -hmm. in your own spirit. Because in Him you live and move and have your being, Mm -hmm. it is written. And any other selfish way that refuses God's ways and thoughts and what He's doing Mm -hmm. today. See, the ones that pretend to be friends of God, Mm -hmm. they have the old manna. Right. Now, in the wilderness the old manna was full of maggots mm-hmm. it was full of mold it mm-hmm. was worthless and mm-hmm. it had no nutritional value which means it's a discipleship mm-hmm. to have today's thought life mm-hmm. of god the father right. bubbling up in your inner man amen
2: amen learning how to talk real good <laughs> it's like you know jesus when he shows up It's oftentimes, you know, what we're in that prophetic realm and sometimes when he shows up, it's just either so emotional, right? You know, even the prophets, you know, Bob Jones and his friends, they talk about how Jesus would conceal his identity and appear to them in different ways because they would be so emotional, they wouldn't even hear anything he was saying. Because it's just so overwhelming, it's so emotional, you know, because we're so messed up. And we just see him. Just, oh, Jesus! Ah, 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 you know, he was out of
1: his mind. It's written. <laughs> <laughs> Peter went insane. He revealed his true nature. That he was
0: just okay, that he was just
2: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, you know, when Jesus wanted to talk to me one time. I, you know, that also that sheepish kind of like. You know, sheepish how the sheep are. Well, what do you want to talk about? I don't like. I don't want to say anything. Like, what do I do? You're just so overwhelmingly perfect and and awesome and and royal. You know, it's like royalty is here. Like, what do I even say to you? You know, I just overwhelmed. And so, it's not getting too comfortable with a God that we barely know, but getting to know Him, and He wants to get us more comfortable in speaking to Him in prayer, so that you know. We're not just talking to an empty wall, but we're using those emanations of those thoughts, that mm-hmm. fruit that's born in us, like Brandon said, to communicate with him. Because he wants to have that fellowship, that communion of an exchange of God's thoughts. It's emanations of pure, holy wisdom. And so that's another thing, V for victory. I heard that when you said the, the v, mm-hmm. v is for victory. And this was what the Spirit was showing me. We had the silver miracle uh, last night on my Hasid, which is, you know... Represents like your right shoulder, your right arm, even to your right hand. That's, you know, the chesed of your celestial body. loving kindness, body. too. It's the loving kindness. And I'd been asking him for many days, you know, please show me your loving kindness. Show me your loving kindness. Show me your mercy. Show me your loving kindness. And the silver manifested mm-hmm. as I was studying, you know, I was studying Torah. I was studying the Word of God. A
1: big silver flake on her right arm.
2: And then there were some little more sparkles and things like that. So, But that victory he was showing me, his loving kindness and his, his judgments being so balanced. It's so important because, you know, in, in Solomon's day, silver was not valued. And, and one aspect, that's a good thing because there was so much gold. But if that gold is out of control... It's because there's no purity of wisdom mm-hmm. of Hesed, so it has to be that pure silver without dross.
1: Silver represents wisdom, so that Solomon got into gold without wisdom, mm-hmm. and that was actually counted as a terrible thing. You need to value silver,
2: mm-hmm. right? You need to value silver wisdom of the Believer's spirit. Believer's
1: rewards is not just gold and gemstones. The silver is crucial. It's the right. value of wisdom.
2: So I want you to see Hesed that that one in the middle of the right side, and above it is. Um, the the pure like a uh, primal wisdom of Hakmah that comes down into Hasid. That wisdom, so which is silver. Hasid is represented in silver. And then below that is netzach, which is victory. So one of Satan's main strategies is that Hasid non pure I mean he got Solomon the wisest person in the world. Mm-hmm. He was able to destroy his kingdom essentially. by you know attacking the purity of silver so the false love is always their go-to but why is it always false Mm. love various ranges if they can get you with lust that's super easy i'll just get you with that the more counter the higher counterfeit agape levels and false love false loving kindness nice nice you know play nice be nice you know friendships i need close friendships with the opposite sex i need this i need that brotherly love. It's the
1: blasphemy of human divinity. What
2: that does, if you see wisdom from Hakma, right above it, because pure wisdom, which is Hakma, that comes down from above, it's, it's first of all pure. Right? So, if you cut off the purity, there's no actual wisdom getting to Hesed in your body, and in that body of Christ. So when they cut that off, well guess what's right below that? Because it has to stream down. Mm. If you cut them off with false love at Hesed, it cuts him off from Hakma, which is in the third heaven, so you're, there's no longer third heaven's wisdom, only types and shadows of it with the appearance of it, the appearance of good. Well, guess what that cut That means the stream can't flow into victory, mm-hmm. which is represented Venus in its sack. So, said is so important to heal that. Perfect purity in that place. Hatred towards false love like a hatred and an anger towards false love. You have Just, to. You have to because otherwise it's an that anger
1: stream human divinity, it's absolute antichrist.
2: Right. Otherwise that stream never comes down into victory, which is pulling eternity out of the human heart. And so that's how Satan has a plan to d- destroy victory. Well, you take back victory when you take back purity, wisdom, value, silver. And its origins are in the, the origins of divine discernment but we'll get into that another time I think that'll be good mm. that's what the silver was manifesting over was that teaching so we'll get into that one of these days oh and mm-hmm. I think our brother Jake had a sign as well mm-hmm. the same night he got silver on the nose mm-hmm. and that's the verse that I was studying about the origins of discernment and how it's related to said.
1: the nose symbolizes discernment right. in prophetics that's cool two silver signs in one night very, very good. Thank you, Father, for being a wall of fire round about us and the glory within us and sealing this holy word inside these hearts to bear forth the fruit of the kingdom. Thank you for a greater fruitfulness by all of us looking towards you in our hearts. Christ in us, the hope of realizing the raging fire of the Spirit of holiness in us and yielding to that fire and going into that spirit of holiness and serving the spirit of holiness with all of our soul and with all of our body in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. If you're not yet a partner with Red Letter Ministries, you got some repenting to do. (laughs) Amen. You will never be entrusted with the things of the Spirit until you're faithful in the things of the natural, Jesus Christ said in the red letters. Prove yourself faithful in finances, giving God the best of your your money and your wealth and your house and the marketplace and of the increase of all your house, and God will give you His best. It is written in Scripture. So, Heavenly Father, for everyone who's bringing offerings, tithes, And cheerful giving into red letter ministries. I pray an apostolic blessing upon them. For an increase of prosperity and favor. From Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let the storehouses of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. According to Isaiah. They will eat of the inheritance of Jacob. They will eat of the inheritance of Tiferet Yisrael. They will eat from the inheritance of the covenant with the Jews. Amen. And all of that wealth will be shared with them in Jesus' name as they honor the King of the Jews here in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen.
2: You've opened my- our-